When I was young, I started partying really hard and drank way too much as often as possible and as much as possible and was constantly looking for approval and acceptance from boys or men that had zero interest in me. Hello and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host and certified life and health coach, Gwen. This podcast is about helping women discover and create their own guide to health and joy and creating a life they're excited about. We're going to learn how to genuinely take care of ourselves and prioritize ourselves and learn how to love and respect our body. And I know today you might be thinking, well, she sounds like a bit of a hot mess. And that's because I genuinely was. It was a messy time in my life. And even though it feels a bit yucky to talk about it, it will all come together to make sense in a minute. You just got to stick with me. This started when I was too young and continued until I was too old. And then gradually I started to feel sick and tired of hating myself and trying not to notice how much I hated myself by drinking and partying and being wild and outrageous. And on and on that cycle went. But the really weird part is it was also very comfortable. It was a really comfortable place to be in that sort of duality of not being happy or content or even really enjoying myself, but numbing all of that with that vice. I knew exactly how I could take the edge off. I knew it would be fun and I would laugh and that seemed good enough. But as mentioned, I did start to notice I wouldn't actually feel great about myself, but it still seemed a lot easier than any other option. My brain didn't even actually offer any other option. Now, here is why this weird share matters, okay? Because There are a lot of us that have gotten very comfortable with the behaviors and actions we do to try not to feel and notice how much we don't like our life or our relationships or our job or where we live or our body or ourselves, right? We have gotten really good at numbing ourselves instead of feeling. And the crazy part is we've but into the idea that that is better. It's less painful to numb our pain than it is to actually feel the pain and learn how to do something about it. For me, that looked like drinking. It was a lot easier for me to drink and pretend like life was a barrel of roses instead of dealing with the fact that I thought I was a broken and worthless person that people would only like if I looked like I was a party. It was easier to drink than it was to feel how alone I was, how scared and lost I was. It was easier to drink than it was to face how worthless I felt at that time. 
other times in my life, I have used food or eating and other times over exercising to take the edge off. For some of my clients, it's overspending or overscrolling or zoning out on shows or Chardonnay time or ice cream time or late night snacking or overeating, whatever. Like there's so many things. And it doesn't need to be done in these kind of outrageous, excessive ways like it was when I was young. But it's whatever action our brain has associated with escaping, like needing that glass of wine at the end of a long, stressful work day because it's the only thing that takes the edge off how much you hate it, right? Or needing that bag of donuts so you feel like you've had something special for yourself. Or needing to stay up late binge-watching something because you haven't had a second to yourself all day long. Whatever it is that feels like comfort, but is actually a false pleasure in the way that, yeah, sure, maybe we get a dopamine hit in the moment, but the long-term outcome is negative, right? That's like feeling out of it or feeling anxious or depressed or out of control or overwhelmed or, you know, just unable to cope with life. But as we age, it can also turn into physical ramifications of like brain fog and hot flashes and weight gain and liquid fire guts and disease. It's not optimal. (laughs) But there's also a spill out of that too, because when we feel like that, our ability to connect and engage with our family is dramatically diminished and we're often disassociating from ourself and disconnecting from ourself and it is just not a good time, right? But we've created a behavior that at some point in our lives, it seemed to help, but now it's causing its own suffer loop. But the idea of changing is so dang scary. We just keep doing it so we don't have to feel how bad it might feel to face our shitstorm. But here is the kicker. We do these things to avoid feeling bad or feeling things that we don't want to feel. But they're also making us feel bad and often making us sick. So we're not only feeling bad and then feeling bad about ourselves, we're also feeling physically bad. It is just a cascading crapshoot. And this is all in the name of avoiding our shit. We've gotten really, really good at coping with things we don't like instead of dealing with the things that are causing us to feel like we need to cope. What would it be like to actually spend time unpacking what is making your day so stressful and deciding how you're going to navigate through that or how you're going to sprinkle your life with things that make you feel special and not like garbage or how to work self-care and time for yourself in so you don't feel completely depleted or like a shell of a human by the end of the day. Or let yourself feel feelings you've been avoiding. Or actually acknowledge 
that your relationship is a sinking ship at the moment, or that you have issues with boundaries, or maybe you're like me and have twisted up beliefs that you've created in your childhood and youth, but they aren't actually true, only you've never taken the time or worked with a coach or whatever to help you see otherwise, right? And listen, I know our first response to these things is always to tell ourselves there's nothing that can possibly change. But that's a different podcast episode for a different day or with hiring a coach to help you navigate because there's always places that we can take our power back. Now, when I reached a certain age, I just couldn't stand myself anymore. And I couldn't stand all the actions I was taking to avoid how much I disliked myself. It just didn't feel sustainable. It it just hurt too bad. It got so bad that actually facing my fears and my feelings was better than avoiding them. So I did. And I still do. <laughs> Here's what I want you to know. The things we do to avoid feeling our pain are actually worse than feeling our feelings. This isn't something we do once in a while. It's daily work. It's deciding daily to go for a walk instead of wine. It's being quiet and actually listening to your thoughts and feeling your emotions instead of scrolling or zoning out. It's journaling about hard things instead of telling yourself you don't have time. It's sitting down to eat instead of standing in the fridge or pantry and shoveling food into your face so you feel too full to feel. Understanding that by avoiding, we are still suffering. And often, our avoidance is the keystone in our unhealth, unhappiness, and so on right? The behaviors we've developed to numb ourselves are what ca- what's causing more pain. And we know that to some degree, but they still seem easier or better than actually healing our shit. And I hope that this is clear and I hope that it makes sense to you. And if you listen to this and actually get honest with yourself and what actions you're doing on the regular that are helping you cope with your life, it can be very powerful to ponder what it would be like to actually be able to deal with life instead of needing to constantly escape from it. Once you start feeling and then dealing with your life, It is scary and hard and sometimes important to have help, whether that's a therapist or a coach or whatever. But it's also when life starts to feel alive or vibrant again. It's absolutely a combination of hard and good, but in an endless pursuit to avoid the hard, we absolutely don't make life good. So maybe it's time to try something new, okay? (laughs) When I was young, I got really good at coping with how much I disliked myself instead of dealing with the roots, which for me were beliefs and thoughts that made me want to numb myself with coping strategies. And if I'm being fully honest with you, I still 
do this sometimes, only now in a total different way and on purpose. Like, if it's been a really hard stretch, I will at some point be like, you know what? I need a break from this. I need to zone out or have a glass of wine with my lady friends and laugh. I need to take a day or an hour and just journal or book an extra session with my coach or go for a walk or whatever. The difference is it's not it's not all the damn time, for one, and it's done in a very intentional way that doesn't end with me feeling like death, doesn't end with me feeling horrible physically and mentally. It's about filling myself back up. Now, I know that today is a bit of a shorty, but I hope this means with you And if it does, please share in your Instagram stories or other socials as it makes a world of difference in the growth of this show. And I really love hearing from you and hearing what's happening and how you have been impacted by these small shifts in your thoughts. And if you would like to learn more about working with me as a client, you can find the links in the show notes and apply to join the waitlist. Working with a coach is a very powerful way to make rapid progress and change. It's not like anything you've done before. Now, here is a quick example from one of my clients. She writes, one of my biggest wins was ditching the scale. I had a toxic relationship with that wicked thing for years. I learned the scale that the scale is not a measurement of my self-worth or who I am. I learned to find joy and create rewards in healthier decisions and acts of self-love and care. I learned that I am actually a lot more creative, funny, likable, and beautiful than I ever gave myself credit for. For the first time in my life, I stopped hating on myself and changed I changed my mindset and some ideas with my relationship with food. The very best result slash gift is that I managed to get pregnant and am now almost 14 weeks along with a very healthy pregnancy. That is from one of my clients, Krista, who actually now has a beautiful baby. This work is deeply transformational if you are willing to show up for it and it is such a good time.